Hi there, my name is Mubashra and this is Color Me PR Podcast. Join me for conversations with diverse women in communications who break the ceiling with what they can do. This podcast is all about being inspired and inspiring others. Welcome to our safe space. Hi, Rohini. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I know you're in office today, but how are you dealing working from home and everything? Thank you for having me. It's great to meet you virtually. And, uh, you know, it's good. Obviously, things are crazy and, you know, we've all adapted and had to adapt really. But You know, I do think that it's easy to get dejected by the way things are going. But I think that, you know, when we do take stock and we look back at this moment, I think we will find ways, probably many months or years from now, and to look back and really find some of the silver linings. And I think being a communicator, for me, one of the beautiful things about this time, you know, whether it's with family that's overseas, whether it's with friends that we're not able to see physically, I feel like communication has found new avenues for creativity. And that's been really great to see. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's, you know, it's a challenging time, but it's an amazing time to be learning and growing. So that's right. I'll uh, jump into your introduction. Rohini Mukherjee is the Vice President of Integrated Communications at Apex Public Relations and chairs the Marketing Committee of the Canadian Public Relations Society Foundation, whose work is focused on making the PR industry more inclusive at all levels of Canadian organizations. Rohini is proud of her Canadian passport, Indian roots, and her hometown in Oman. Over the past several years, she has been struck by the absence of people who look like her among senior PR agency leadership. As an empathetic leader who takes great pride in championing her team members, Rohini has become an advocate for more inclusive and equitable workplaces in Canada. Again, thank you so much for joining me today for Color Me PR podcast, Rohini, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with our listeners. I'm excited too. So I guess we'll start with what first brought you into communications and really kept you interested? So it's funny, I was just listening to your first episode with Priya Bates, which was amazing. Priya is incredible. And I was struck by the similarities in our experience. So I won't go down the path of telling you how I'm a science nerd convert. But I think for me, the three qualities that I feel have first drawn me in and then kept me the first one is curiosity Mm -hmm. i was always interested you know growing up in how things worked how systems were built you know how schools functioned how governments functioned um what made people tick that curiosity has transitioned into serving me well in my career you know my ability and my interest really in getting under the hood of the industries in which my clients have operated has been key to then asking the right questions, um, earning trust, and then building successful you know, strategies and, mm-hmm. and program. I think curiosity is the make or break quality for anybody considering you know, embarking on a career in communications. If you aren't curious, you might find success, but you'll never find a vocation in PR. Um, mm-hmm. So curiosity is definitely my number one. Number two is definitely variety and, and 
even self-discovery. Um, I've spent 15 years now in the agency world. Obviously, I started when I was 12. Uh, but what I love about the work I've done over the years is the sheer variety of industries I've had the fortune to learn and you know work um, in banking, insurance, pet food, travel, fitness, wow. beauty, healthcare. Yeah, really, you know, a wide variety. Um, have I loved it all? Absolutely not. There, you know, there've been brands that I have been forgettable, you know, but my work has never felt stale. Like and right. even when I worked on a less than promising or, you know, the mo not the most exciting project, it always felt like a solid step towards a bigger opportunity or learning so that I could take some of those and, and learn something bigger. Absolutely. I share this all the time, especially when I'm meeting people who are about to embark on a career in communications. Do not be enamored by brand names and don't, and keep an open mind rather to brands that sound boring. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes these brands don't have as much to lose and they can result in some of the most rewarding work because they're willing to challenge the status quo. I mean, if you told me 10 years ago that I would come into my own as a communications leader by working with a global insurance brand, I would have laughed hard, <laughs> but it happened, right? And nobody's more surprised by that than me. And finally, impact. You know, one of the, the beauties of transitioning into a senior communicator role is the trust that it comes with, you know, from my clients. The ability, therefore, I have to influence, you know, programming decisions, uh, corporate social responsibility decisions, and the impact then that my client and their brands have had on students, on small businesses, on moms, on new Canadians, uh, on charities, you know, and the audiences that, that they serve through their work. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would say those are the, those are the key qualities. That's amazing. And especially what you said at the end there, the mm -hmm. recognizing the impact that we as communications professionals have, you know, not just on our clients and, you know, fulfilling what they're looking for from us, but the impact that has on the communities that we work with and that we function within. It's so powerful. And I think that being in communications, no matter what the time or what your role, we all have the you know ability to make an impact. And so during your time as a senior communications professional, have you seen an increased awareness for the importance of equity and inclusion? Yeah, I feel like there's been an increased awareness of diversity, partly because of the country we live in, right? I mean, if, and especially you live in a city like Toronto, you see diversity every day. You see it on the subway, you see it in the grocery store, you see it in school, you see it in the community, and increasingly you're seeing it on TV. I don't think you see it that much in the workplaces, especially at senior levels. So diversity, yes, but I don't feel like we've really moved the needle enough around mm -hmm. equity and inclusion. I think that's where we need to move. It was interesting, CBC released an update this week on some of the actions that the organization is taking to be more inclusive and ensure that its journalism is you know, more accurate and authentic and, and represents the stories of a wider swath of the Canadian population. That's great. You know, a number of organizations representing the industry, including some of the ones you and I are part of, you know, IABC and the Canadian Council of PR firms, the CPRS and the CPRS Foundation. Mm. Um, these organizations are also making commitments to help make the industry more inclusive, especially with the focus on senior levels. Right. So I think we're at this critical point where the awareness is now primed to translate into action. 
And, you know, I think you and I very much share the excitement to being part of that change that is needed in the industry. Absolutely. And, you know, I I looked into a little bit of the writing that you've done and the work that you've done previously, and you talk a lot about the the vital difference between diversity and inclusion. So, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about that, what you see the difference is? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the way I look at it is diversity is a fact and inclusion is a choice. And inclusion is often a very tough choice because that really involves work. Absolutely. You know, I think about it like on a macro level, I sort of think about the Canadian example, right? So we know that, you know, because we, we see diversity all the time, it's, it, it is definitely a factor of our borders being open and our immigration policy being open. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that means that immigrants from different parts of the world are qualifying and filling a skill gap in Canada. We have an aging population, we have skills gaps, and these are professionals who are qualifying from, you know, other countries. But then, and, and, and that's diversity, that's leading to diversity, and that's just a macroeconomic fact. Inclusion would be if they were actually able to translate their careers into equivalent work here without having to, you know, having the barrier of you don't have Canadian experience. Yeah. That, I think, is, is really, to me, that's the difference. You know, I think diversity can sometimes, it can be tempting to just look at diversity as a bit of a check mark, yeah. right? So the number of people you hire and, you know, what diversity they represent across race, age, you know, ableism, etc. But I think that, you know, if you look at inclusion, which is, you know, the foundation for diversity, you know, if you open your mind and you do the work towards actually creating an inclusive workplace, diversity will come. Yeah. You know, if you create a culture where people feel comfortable and confident in their otherness, whatever that Absolutely. is, then who wouldn't want to join that sort of team? I always, you know, the way I like to look at it is diversity is the reward of the inclusion work. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I completely agree because it completely changes the dynamic of, of where you're working. You can, you know, especially as a woman of color myself, you know, I can walk into a room and immediately tell if there's diversity represented or inclusion you know, and I think it is important for us, you know, to not hesitate to make it known when we feel like that inclusion piece is missing. You know, that's part of why I launched this podcast and why I wanted to chat with you as well, because I know you're someone who will make it clear when there needs to be more inclusion work done. Yeah. I mean, the the best PR analogy is inclusion is your strategy. Diversity is your tactic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the amazing thing is because you are in an agency setting as well, I think you're able to see, you know, on a larger scale, how um, organizations can make that distinction between diversity and inclusion. Obviously, the diversity piece is important to put out there first, but, you know, really to impact that change, you know, how have you seen in agency settings that inclusion has been implemented? Yeah, I mean, I think the work is beginning to happen right now. I mean, I, personally, I'm I'm thrilled that the conversation has shifted, even if it's at the awareness level and not quite yet at the action level. I'm glad that we have shifted the conversation from diversity to inclusion, right? And in some cases to equity. Absolutely. To create true change, I mean, I think there's a few things that need to happen. One is I think organizations need to look at diversity, inclusion, and equity as part of their operation goals. So it isn't a one or two year strategy. It is going to encompass everything from your website to your values, to the way you hire people, to how you seat people in the office, 
to what your social events look like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and in some cases, what your physical um, office uh, interactions are going to look like once we do go back into offices. So, you know, I think that um, there's a lot of work involved and it does involve an openness to structural change. But I'm also going to say that if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we can do structural change. Mm -hmm. We went overnight to remote working and a lot of organizations that had never done this before. And we, you know, for the most part are just fine. And so I think it's, you know, the, the impetus to make that change, to embrace that change is there. And I think it needs to just be an important commitment that organizations do. Mm -hmm. The other part of it too, is that organizations need to involve everybody. I mean, obviously this needs to start from and be endorsed by the executive level, mm -hmm. but internal influencers are everywhere. And if you have a highly engaged C-suite, but it doesn't trickle down to people managers and new employees and young employees, mm -hmm. um, then it's just not going to be sustainable. And so I think, you know, looking at it as as training that all of us need to do. In one instance, if you are a manager, if you're a first-time people manager, and you are managing somebody who identifies as diverse, it's going to be hard to say, well, in my time, well, I would do it this way. So even just learning to understand that your lived experience might not be a template for somebody else's requires a certain level of reflection and humility. And so I think it, it has to be across the organization and it has to become part of the goals that individuals are measured on, but also organizations are measured on. That's really the only way we're going to create true change that's going to last. Absolutely. Especially for, you know, junior communicators who are coming into the field who are nervous about making a good impression or about, you know, feeling like you are being a useful member of the team. I think junior communicators are often hesitant to make it known where, you know, they may need a bit of accommodation or something a little bit different than what they're used to. You know, I'm a Muslim woman, so that means sometimes, especially on Fridays, I need a little bit of time to perform my Friday prayers. And, you know, that's something that I have to make clear uh, when I start a role so that my team knows and is aware. And especially if it's something in an agency setting, for example, where we're very busy all the time. And communications generally, I think, are very busy roles. So I think the inclusion piece is, is that feeling comfortable to share with your team when you need accommodation or when you need a conversation even. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I also think it's it's the work of the managers to to make sure that, you know, you, you don't ever feel uncomfortable asking for that accommodation. Um, and I mean, that's the goal, right? That's that's what we all need to work towards. I do think, though, that I mean, you know, we are talking about communicators and we're talking to communicators. I think we do have a bit of an edge in that way. In terms of, you know, who better than communicators to lead the charge on this? As PR people, we are well regarded as the keepers of corporate reputation. You know, we have the potential to move from being the crisis response team after the bad thing has happened to being the preventative gut check, mm -hmm. you know. But before we do that in a credible way, we have to get our own house in order by addressing the historic lack of diversity. And by doing so, we're doing the work of inclusion. Mm -hmm. And the reward for that is just the incredible growth we are going to have and the, the role we're going to, the bigger role we're going to be able to play in terms of um, reputation. Absolutely. 
you're giving me so much inspiration today. I think our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing what you have to say because I think it's exactly what we need to hear right now, whether you're, you know, a person of color or an ally or anyone in the communications industry. I think hearing these conversations and also initiating these conversations in our own workplaces is so important. So thank you so much for that. If there's one key message or action item that you can leave with our listeners today, and especially for our junior communicators as well who are coming into the field and could use a little bit of guidance, what what would you share with them? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned allyship. I, I feel like that's what I would want to say, you know, learn to be a true ally. And allyship, I think, can sometimes be seen as this unsurmountable goal. It isn't. It's a lifelong commitment, absolutely. But all you're opening yourself up to is unlearning and relearning. Mm -hmm. What you may have grown up with, what you know you may have observed, um, might need to be reflected or updated to match. You know, it's 2020. It's a new. Uh, it's a different era. Mm -hmm. And there's no, you know, there's no awards. There's no recognition for being an ally. And to some extent, you're guaranteed to make some mistakes. It's going to get, you know, hard before it gets good. But if you can embrace that, if you can embrace that risk, be okay with falling you know, flat a few times and committing to do the work, mm -hmm. you get to be a part of shaping what a modern workplace looks like in 2020. You know, as someone who, uh, I, I love analogies, as someone who learned to ride a bike later in life than I would care to admit, <laughs> I compared the journey to you know, the, uh, the shin scrapes you get on your way to becoming a confident rider, right? 100% worth it and forgotten as soon as you start feeling like the wind in your hair. Mm -hmm. So do the work, you know, read, unlearn, get comfortable, get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and be an ally and bring people along for the ride. Absolutely. I think that's definitely one of the lessons of the year is be comfortable with being uncomfortable. There's so much good that comes out of that that we just can't miss. So completely agree. And that's amazing advice. So thank you again, Rohini, for joining me for Color Me PR podcast today and for sharing your experiences and insights on equity and inclusion in the PR industry. Is there anywhere that our listeners can follow you after this episode? Yeah, um, I would say probably LinkedIn and Twitter are my most active platforms in terms of my diversity and inclusion work. So on Twitter, my handle is Rohini MJ. And LinkedIn is just linkedin.com slash Rohini Mukherjee. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Color Me PR podcast. I hope this conversation helped enlighten and inspire you about the value of diversity and inclusion in PR. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow at ColorMePR on Instagram for updates. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to our next conversation.